Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd and running through Friday, September 27th, we at Score North are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings-Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals is where you can see all the packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A dollar ninety-six provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. Manny Hill and Roycey here with our weekly baseball podcast. Uh, Manny, I have, after this weekend, officially declared this to be the oddest baseball season in the Twins' 59-year <laughs> history. They are uh, closing in on 100 victories for the, only the second time since they've been in Minnesota and only the second time in franchise history because all their years in Washington, they only played 154 games, and right. they were yeah, usually yeah. stunk. They lost 100 uh, numerous times, uh, but... Uh, I uh, had never won 100 there, so it would be the only second time in, since 1901. Mm. Yet, they can't pitch the starting rotation. I mean, the bullpen, they got, they got, they're got they okay in the bullpen right now. They got Romo yep. and May, and then at the end, they got Duffy, and, and uh, Duffy's fantastic, and uh, Rogers is fantastic, despite the little, somebody hooked one out of the park on him the other day. It wasn't hit that well, but uh, yep. but he's great. But the the pitch the starting rotation is as big a mess right now as it was when they were going sixty three and ninety nine. Well, here's know? here's what's amazing. So when Kimbrel and Keiko were on the market, yes, and we were trying to decide, well, do we want Kimbrel or do we yeah, want Keiko? Kimbrel, I think like, we want Kimbrel. Yeah, I think we want Kimbrel. <laughs> yeah. The bullpen needs help. The rotation's okay. But, yeah. And then Kimbrel signs with the Cubs. We're all disappointed. Kimbrel's been terrible with yes. the Cubs. He's been injured. Well, he and basically all just lost the. Just blew him out. Right. He came in on Friday or Thursday, the first game of the series with the Cardinals, game losing home run. Yep. Then he comes in Saturday, last gasp for the Cubs. Right. Two pitches, two home runs, yeah. they lose. <laughs> and so, then you look at and then you look at Keiko and Keiko's yeah, been, he's been, been good. He's been good with good. Atlanta. Yeah, and... boy, you'd give uh you'd give him a hot shot prospect for Keiko right yes, now. Yes, I would. It, it, it Especially was. Especially right now. But you got two starting pitchers <laughs> and one of them's a high-strung young man, Brios, and older, and the other one's ballsy, but yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, not that good, right? Mm-hmm. So you, that's how you're going into the playoffs. And the other thing is they aren't supported by good fielding, right? <laughs> you know that's the other thing. Now oh, they goodness. shift and they they don't make it. But I think they're thirteenth or fourteenth in the American League in fielding. You know they and 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 that you know just airs are not a fielding percentage isn't a way to judge it, but just they don't pass the eye test in right. the field either. They're well, just not that well, good. You know it would help if a certain center fielder were healthy. Yes, and it, it was, was out there. That would well, help a lot. The other day I was well, you know we I think we got six or seven awards of baseball the Twins baseball awards. I was voting for them. I got the fielder. I almost you know one of them the best defensive player. Mm-hmm. I damn near didn't vote for anybody. I finally went with Kepler because he's good in right field, and he went and played center field. Mm-hmm. But my uh, my runner-up was Brios because he's a <laughs> hell of a fielder, and it's named after Jim Cott. So, uh, but they don't. They're you know nobody's a standout in the field. And here's the other stat: stolen bases since the All Star break, three. Wow. Kansas City had a double steal yesterday that put them one behind the Twins since the All Star break. <laughs> 
They so never three stolen run. bases since the break. Three since the break. How Twenty-six many, total. How many of those were Buxton? Probably all three. Probably all three. Of them. He had. He's got fourteen of their twenty-six. You know. Wow. Yeah, and he's been gone since August second. So, but did you see the other day when Lamar ran mm-hmm. and got thrown out, and then he was there was a discussion going on. And it was like he, I, I, I didn't ask, but it looked like he was asking. He thought he saw a hit and run sign from when he was, he, and somebody said, "We don't hit." Somebody must have said, "Don't, don't even look. We don't hit and run. We don't do that. We, we, we sit. We don't here, send guys. We sit here and wait for a home run. Okay, get that in your head, son. Don't be running. Uh, Earl Weaver would love this team, but it, it's, it is, it is, it's a season that. Absolutely has to be celebrated. Oh, because they're no going to hit three hundred home runs. Yeah. They just scored nine hundred runs, nine hundred. <laughs> uh and uh, Dustin Morris was telling me he, he watched him bang the ball around a couple of days in Florida, and he said to Felby, uh, "I think we can score eight hundred runs." And then the next day they got a lot of runs, and he said. I think we can score 900 runs. And Fowley says, cool off here. Cool down. <laughs> so the breaks. Chill out. They're as surprised as anybody. But it's uh, it's a, uh, it, it's just such an unusual season because you've you, you got to celebrate it because they, you know, they they we didn't think they were going to be this good. And, you know, people talk about the lousy division, but Cleveland is, hasn't gone away. No, nope, they're has still chased right them. there in the middle of the Cleveland wild card race. Cleveland has chased them. All the way to the finish line. So uh, we've had, you know, like the World Series team, 87. They won 85. Now they won their 85th with five games to go and had it locked up. And mm-hmm. they didn't, they just rested everybody. And I mean, they played a few innings and stuff. But I mean, they're going to win. You know, they got 96 going into Detroit. Uh, if they sweep them, they're going to end up winning 100. And before they go to Kansas City, but they're just flawed. I mean, the pitching and yeah. the fielding or the, and the, the, the ability to create runs. They don't create runs. They, uh, but they, uh, it's, uh, you, I mean, it's if you look really at, weird. If you look at, and it's tough to look at Kansas City as a viable comparison, but you, you look at the way they beat Kansas City this past weekend. Oh, yeah. That's how they're going to have to win the games oh, in the sure. playoffs. They're just going to have to outslug everybody wow. and hope that, the pitching hope that the starting pitching doesn't completely fall off the fall off the rails. Well, I was talking to the great Gladman yesterday during the game. I go in once in a while during the breaks and and BS with him, and he was all upset because you know yesterday or two days ago, Saturday they were ahead five to two, and they had Brios, and they stopped scoring runs mm-hmm. and got beat twelve to five. Yep, and he says. These guys can't stop scoring runs like they did yesterday because that was, you know, it's all of a sudden it's six to five, and mm-hmm. it looked like they had a chance to lose fifteen to six. Now I didn't stick around to go talk to uh, uh, Rocco, but it was an interesting approach that they took, wasn't it? And I heard mm-hmm. Provis talking about this, and he might have been right. They brought in Duffy, yep. then they brought in May. and then I mean Latell they brought in first, who's one of their guys that they like, mm-hmm. and then they brought in. With the one-run lead, they brought in Duffy for the fifth and May for the sixth. And it was almost like they were saying, okay, we can't let these guys get ahead of us. Yeah, We got to stop them. Yep. And then we'll score some runs before this thing's over. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. But yep. the, but usually, you know, you, you use Gratterall and, and whoever else you're going to use earlier. Yeah. You know, and that, and that, but they use their best. Not Rogers. They didn't want to reuse Rogers, but they used Duffy and May to stop them in the middle of the game, which was an interesting approach, and it worked. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, because we've talked so much over the last couple of weeks about, you know, they get to the playoffs and they may bullpen, you know, game two or game three or something like that. However, they may they yeah. may go about that, but it's going to be interesting, Pat, <laughs> how they handle this pen because we've seen for as Terrific as Taylor Rodgers has been, when he has to pick pitch on a back to back, especially it's, if it's a hard back to back, right? Four you know, outs and then three outs. So if he something. has to go out and get get outs in game one, and then you want to try and use them in game two, I mean that's. I was, but but the thing of it is, is you get to the playoffs, 
Some, you, you guys yeah, are just well, going to have, yeah, they're gonna have to do it. Mariano all they're of gonna, a sudden. Yeah, they're going to have to do it. I was talking to Perky the other day. I did a little something on Perky talking about Rodgers being a left-handed closer. And, you know, and he said he thinks he just thinks he's, he's wearing down a little bit. He yeah. thinks that he's he's not quite as sharp, you know. Mm. I mean, it, and, you know, he said he knows the feeling, you know. Is it, yeah. Yeah. And, but they, he's used so much different, you know. Like Perkins was the traditional three-out closer, but they might use him three days in a row. Mm-hmm. But Rogers, they'll go go have him go get five outs, and then right. and then not if then they they one time they did that and then tried to use him the next day and he got hammered. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a little different approach, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's the goofiest season of all time. <laughs> I mean, I've watched them all. As I always said, I was at their first ever game at Met Stadium, and <laughs> this is the screwiest season ever. <laughs> Seventy-seven was close because yeah. they couldn't pitch worth a damn, and they might get. S- 24 hits if you didn't watch yourself uh and and then hang on for dear life you know but yeah. uh this well, is this is the oddest ever cunningham and i danny and i were talking the other day about this about you know with all the home runs that they're hitting and they're they're kind of neck and neck with the yankees for the record and all of that and he said the most interesting thing about the home run record that i'm focused on is not who's going to win out between the twins and the yankees is if the Baltimore Orioles are going to surpass both of them in terms of home runs allowed. Well, I think they already have allowed 300, haven't they? I think, I think they're, they're, they're pretty close. If they, oh, yeah. They're, gonna, they're set they more. Well, Torres. 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 The second, the, yep. uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy they got from the Cubs. It, Labor. Labor. Mm-hmm. Labor. He's Torres, got 13 yep. against the Orioles this year. I think it's 13. <laughs> think 13 so, yeah. against the Orioles. Yeah. 13! <laughs> I remember when... Uh, well, you right you do you can't remember Rick Reed and Jim Tomey. Oh yeah, you? oh yeah, yeah. Two thousand two. He had he had like six, and we six thought of, this yeah. was unbelievable. <laughs> He's got thirteen. Oh, unreal, unbelievable. All right, we'll be back. Uh, the TK doubleheader. Tom Kelly, Tim Kirchin. You couldn't ask for better than that. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Tom Kelly is with us. Uh, we had a little discussion last night and uh, brought up the uh, last Sunday of the 1987 season uh, when the Twins uh, bailed themselves out of a top, uh, the first mess against a good Kansas City team when Al Newman started the traditional 5-4-2 double play by throwing Willie Wilson out at the plate. Correct. It was... Uh... I sat here and told my wife the same thing. I said, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, uh, then we come up and score the, the, the bunch of runs, five, six, eight, twelve, yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, six at the bottom of the first. Yeah, yeah. and but, uh, that game, uh, that Sunday at home in 87, I, I forget if the game started at 115 or whatever it was, but I went down down. Uh, to the dugout, I think it was maybe 1 o'clock, and the fans were already cheering, and there was a loud <laughs> buzz in, yes, the, right. in, the, uh, in the stands, and, and I, I couldn't believe the atmosphere that day. 53,000. Uh, of course, we get into a bunch of trouble in the first inning, <laughs> bases loaded, and, and as you pointed out, uh, Al Newman started the double play with the unconventional throw to home, and I think that was Willie Wilson. <laughs> Willie Wilson on third, yes. Yeah. He and, hesitated uh, there to see if Gaetti was going to go to second or not. And the uh, uh, and then Bert got the uh, third out. Yes. 
And uh, then we come up and I think we hit a couple home runs. Three, three. Three. Puck, Gaetti, and Herbeck, the, well, usu- the usual suspects. But I was you real smart when them boys hit that ball over the fence. <laughs> but uh, Bert, it was always told the story. He had to duck when Numi threw the Correct. ball because he didn't know Numi yeah, was going to throw it home. Like it was somebody hollered grenade. <laughs> he hit the ground, and and Al threw a perfect yes. throw to home plate. That, that was uh, some kind of exciting moment in Twins baseball. There's no question that first inning. So anyway, yesterday. The Twins uh, get out of that mess in the first, top of the first. They're playing Kansas City again last Sunday of the season. And I go down and tell Lavelle, and then they get six, you know, and Miguel hits another gigantic home run. And uh, I go down and tell Lavelle, I said, hey, look up that 87 game. About an inning later, I went down and said, forget it. (laughs) Burt went nine. You know what the time of game was? Well, it's probably two something. Two twelve. 212. Yesterday, 404. <laughs> Comparisons went out the window. Yes, yeah, seven, uh, seven uh, relievers in that game yesterday. But, hey, what the heck. They, uh, they're, go- they're going out on the road and uh, only need three. But, uh, it, you know, Tom, it was about five years ago we were all in a panic because the pitching was so dominant. Everybody, all these two-to-one and one-to-nothing games. And where have they all gone? Bye-bye, unless you go down to Houston, and, and, you know, they're giving up a few runs here lately, too. So uh, I guess Houston has the uh, two dominant guys. But, yes. But, uh, you know, Granke's been a little shaky, and and uh, so uh, the bottom line is uh, I think those days are are few and far between now, Pat. And uh, the, the traditionalists of the game that like the two-to-one, three-to-two, uh, mm-hmm. they're probably uh, forget about it. I do think that of all the problems the game's got and the solutions to to them, I do think time is uh, the worst enemy they have right now. I mean, right. uh, you know, if you get out, if it's three and a half, you're happy. Well, I shoot for three, but <laughs> I guess we have to live. You know, it's like anything else. If it's a good movie and yes, it's long, right. you're going to stay. Yep. If it's not so good and it's long, you're probably going to get out. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, yesterday, I'd be honest with you, I. I departed after about uh, when they twin scored six six runs. I I said, well, I I flipped the channel to the Vikings and watched that, and I said, this is not a game either. <laughs> and, uh, so then I switched it to uh, Patrick Mahomes, and and we watched that for a while, and we switched the ball game back, and it was six five. I was going, oh come on now, <laughs> here we go. And uh, and of course uh, Perez was out of the game. And uh, the host of relievers were taking the mound, and and uh, if Tyler Duffy's not the most valuable player, I don't know who is. Yeah, I mean, man, he's my been good. goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah, striking everybody out. Terrific. It is, and uh, it's 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 you know I think he, he kind of stopped looping his curveball. It's a little, it's that breaking pitch a little quicker, but he's throwing hard. He just throwing he's throwing way hard, a couple three miles an hour harder than he used to. Yeah, he's been out. You know, he goes to one inning, and and uh, it's usually one inning. Yep. And uh, he he just lets her fly, and and uh, we we I guess he's not worried about pitching more than that yeah. because he just looks like the mentality is I'm just going to throw it hard and I'm going to throw my breaking ball hard and 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 like you pointed out the loop in the curveball is gone and I can't remember the last time he threw a hanger and and he was very susceptible to throwing the hangers uh, especially when he was pitching more than just the one inning so uh, I, you got to tip your hat to the young man. He he's done a terrific job. Yeah, that gives him uh, really. I mean, man, May's been you know pretty good, pretty good. lately. Yeah. But uh, that give you Duffy and uh, Rogers. That's pretty good at the end, right there. Yeah, tough uh, Duffy uh, and and May's been better, I think. And and uh, Latell's Lite- uh, thrown pretty good too. I you mean, know. You know, I was thinking about the playoff roster, and I says, well, how do you keep this guy off? Yeah, right. He's been just uh, uh, terrific. Uh, he looks like he's got uh, confidence on the mound, his mentality, and uh, he throws the ball well. He throws it in and out, and, and sometimes I don't know if he actually hits the spot he's aiming at, but, <laughs> again, he, he's certainly done a terrific job. So uh, 
tip your cap to that fellow too. He's he's been uh, terrific. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's something they. Pat, uh, no, not to interrupt you, but you know, I, and after that thought I had, I said, well, maybe the the bullpen thing is not a bad way to go, and maybe yes. one of these playoff games. I I don't know if it they're going to do that, but uh, uh, you think about the relievers and the job they've done. Maybe he can piece a game together with the bullpen. I'm not sure. I guess it depends how the first game goes and what they decide to do there. But uh, yeah, I kind of heard that rumor that they're uh, sort of leaning in that direction because uh, you know the options with Gibby having his troubles. As we were talking about this yesterday, how frail he looks. I don't know if frail's the right word, but certainly gaunt. And then uh, Perez is. Uh, he had one decent game in Boston, but beyond that, he's been terrible for quite some time. So I don't know what the options are. Again, I don't either, and, and uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned with Barrios and, and uh, uh, Odorizzi seems to, to finagle five, five-plus innings. And uh, so I, I, whatever they do in the first game, I guess, as predicates what they do in the – where'd that word come from? <laughs> yeah, uh, what they do in the, uh, uh, the following game, but uh, – and I see uh, the rotation this week is we got Odorizzi, and, and then after that it's TBA. Yeah. So I guess they are somewhat undecided on how to just go about this. But uh, uh, unfortunately, it was everything going so well for the ball club for most of the year, except for a few injuries here and there, uh, um, this pitching got in a little disarray here, the starting pitching anyway, uh, at the end of the year. So let's hope we can find a way to figure that out. So in 87, you had, uh, obviously, Frankie and Burt. That was awfully good. Right. And, and then uh, you just snuck Lester out there when you needed a third. With this extra round of playoffs, could have you gotten two more starts apiece out of Frankie and Burt? Uh, we would have found out. <laughs> You would. You weren't going to experiment no, we, at that point. You, know, you make a plan, and and uh, of course the circumstances are different now. But uh, you make a plan and you go with it, and and um, we made a plan and we went with it, and the boys uh, certainly came through, and and uh, we tip our hat to those fellows for. And it, changing history and it did help that you got rid of detroit there in uh in uh in five games because then you didn't have to get a, a third start out of frankie in that round so that's correct that would have uh... all that is uh <laughs> baseball gods were shining down on the twins uh, sure. okay so uh this uh the the Whoever they run into, three out of five is going to be a handful, man. The Yankees with that hitting and the the Houston. Houston's got some kid that they got from the Dodgers for a, a couple of years ago, a Cuban kid that they got in a trade for a kind of a nothing relief pitcher, this Alvarez. Have you seen his numbers? They're unbelievable. No, I haven't, Pat. Oh, man, he's 30 home runs and 80. Oh. I mean, he's unbelievable. They... Uh, they they got the great lineup and then the pitching too. They do and and uh, uh, the bullpen is okay out there and and they they just seem to be a, a dominant team that that, that certainly uh, makes everybody smarter when you you march uh, Verlander and Cole out there you 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 get smart and uh, those fellows are very capable of pitching. Uh, you know, at least eight, seven, eight, nine innings, and and uh, so they make it tough on you, and, and they can score, and they run around some, and and uh, they're dangerous with uh, Springer. What he hit three home runs the other yeah, day? right. He was you know, he, he had three home runs in four innings. Those fellows get hot, and and uh, they can be real tough and make like life miserable, and you're you're trying to hold them down, and 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 on the other hand, you're trying to score a run or two. So uh, it's going to be they're they're going to be tough. There's no question. TK, I saw Garrett Cole get to 300 strikeouts the other day, and I was like, wait a minute, what is that? We don't see that from starters <laughs> anymore. They don't get the 300 strikeouts oh, anymore. It's, it's really something. Uh, he's been really on fire. What the second half of the season? He, what I saw some studies. He's won. He hasn't lost a game. Yeah. In 17 and one or something. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was crazy, but. Uh, 
I, I, I watched a little bit of their celebration yesterday, and they, they seem like a well-put-together group that enjoys playing the game and having fun. And, and uh, of course, that makes life becomes easier when you're certainly marching out some quality pitching. Uh, everything seems to be better. So uh, they're, they're really a solid group, and, and they know what they want to do. So they're going to be tough. I, I think if I had my druthers, I, I'd like to rather take my chances with the Yankees. Might have some of those. sounds stupid, but because we haven't had much luck <laughs> against the Yankees. And, and, uh, but I still think I'd rather give them a go. Might have some of those 14 to 12 brawls with them, but at least you do. You probably have a chance. I was talking to some Kansas City guys, and they faced Cole recently and said they had no chance. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're a 100-loss team, but that's, that, that lineup doesn't look as bad as the other 100-loss lineup. So. Well, again, the uh, <clears throat> I can see where the hitters can, you know, he can march right through you, but uh, pit, the Yankees pitching I don't think is, is no. near, even comparable to the Houston's. So I, I still think uh, the Yankees are our best chance. No, no question. I'm, I'm no question about it. So, uh, what? Uh, who's uh, lately that they've uh, when they've had the outfield injuries and uh, uh, this Lamont Wade kid came up? He's got a couple of hits for him. They've managed to they even with all these injuries, they're pretty much putting out a competitive lineup these days. No matter uh, who's who's in there, without Kepler, you know they no, haven't had I, Buxton I sure since. Like to get Kepler uh, yeah. at least three, four games in this week. Yeah. Let him get swinging again. Um, get him in the game, and um, you know, um, Cave is, is I think an extra guy to have. Yep. But uh, Lamont Wade has certainly shown a good eye at the plate. He's gotten a, a number of walks to get on, and and score some runs. I know his on base percentage is very good. So those fellows, when they get on base, they have a chance to score a run. But the the, uh, and he's filled in very well, no question. But uh, I, I think we need to, to have uh, solid play from uh, Rosario and, 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 of course, uh, the rest of the guys. But uh, as we talked about last night, Pat, with uh, Araz, when, when, when he hit that grounder towards third base <laughs> the other day and it took that right-hand turn and scooted into the outfield and, and got two RBIs out of it, I, I said, <laughs> If, if if Tito Francona seen that one that that base hit, he probably would have rolled over and said, "That's enough." <laughs> we are catching I, these I, guys. There's no chance. I mean, how can you fight that stuff? <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, I think um, the, you know we we have enough going for us where we seem like we score runs and find a way to score runs, and of course, hitting it over the fence helps, but. Uh, uh, facing the, the better pitching here, as we're going to see in the playoffs, is you know as they always said over the years, uh, pitching and defense wins the uh, wins the playoff games, and I, I do believe that. I think the crowd might have got Eddie jacked up a little bit on uh, Saturday. He didn't uh, he didn't run out much of a ground ball, and they booed him. They let him have it, and yeah. uh, that of course on the heels of not running out of the box on that ball when he got thrown out at third. Yeah. Uh, maybe that maybe that got him going. He's a different cat, that's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's hit some lower gears uh, <laughs> with his overall play, and I think you be fair to say some of that goes on in the outfield as well he's he's pretty well nonchalant out there for me i i believe i would have a little problem with some of that <laughs> but, uh, uh, he needs to uh reboot himself and maybe getting booed once and once or twice here might wake him up uh and uh get going here because uh there's uh playoff time you don't have time to uh be uh jogging down to first that's not going to work he hit some uh, rockets yesterday, so uh, three doubles, So and then two of them were really ripped. But he had three games in a row where he hit a home run there last week. Yep. So we were worried about his bat some. Uh, he's got that going, I think. And 
but I still think his level of play needs to jump up a couple notches. How much did that help to have your best player that you ever managed puck it, run hard to first base every time he hit a ground ball? Well, he made my life easier. I tell you, <laughs> there's no question when your best player runs, uh, no excuse for the rest of them. So uh, we didn't have many rules, no. Pat, but, you know, that was one of them. We're going to run first and run the balls out. The worst thing I ever, you know, not with the worst, but uh, – I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but there was a. I was down in spring training, and and uh, uh, after I retired, and I was helping out Guardy and, and you know walking around doing that thing. But the uh, uh, a fella and his, a young dad and his young son, he come up to me and and said, "Mr. Kelly, you have time for a question?" I said, "Sure." And he said to me, I was, we were at the game up in, in, in Charlotte or whatever, spring training. And, and uh, I forget who which player he said, but uh, my son asked me why this, uh, the player didn't run down to first. He didn't run very hard. And the dad said, I told the boy that, that uh, he didn't, he didn't have an answer for him because mm-hmm. he's always told, you know, you run, you yep. hustle, and and all that stuff, and and which a dad should do, and 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 now the dad then he says, can you give me an answer so I can <laughs> tell? And I said, well, maybe he had a little bit of a leg thing or something bothering him, and maybe he didn't run as hard as maybe he could have. And I said, I, I'd try that one, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, these, you know, there's people that are watching. And then you talked about the fans getting on Eddie a little bit about and booing him some, and and they're paying attention. There's people watching and pay attention, and and you never know who who the hell's watching you, and and it just sets a bad image or presence about how you go about playing the game. But uh, having those little things that can really bite you, you know, him getting thrown out of third. Yep. Uh, that that's bad. That's bad stuff. So uh, again, uh, I think he needs to clean it up. Hey, what uh, I've asked you about him uh, several times, but uh, you know, Miguel, he's hitting it a long way. He's getting his home runs. He still strikes out, but I, physically, he looks better. He doesn't look. No, he's know, running better. I think. I yeah, think he runs uh, much better than he had been. Uh, uh, Around the base pass and and that sort of he looks engaged. Yep. Uh, and at the plate and and uh, he's contributing. I'm sure he feels uh, a real part of the team now. And with all the injuries he's yep. had over his career, uh, I'm sure he's probably felt a little disengaged at times uh, from the rest of the boys. So, but right now he looks like he's really engaged in what he's doing and and. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, his power that he does have and Oof. change the game with uh, one swing. Uh, very, very dangerous man. Yeah, when uh, you throw something there in the middle that he likes, wow. It's, if uh, it's a little bit off speed, uh, <laughs> yes. that I, I, I will. I, I still think if uh, if these people that throw 94, 95, 96, I, I do think he has some trouble yep. with that. Uh, but if it's in between there in the low 90s or spinning and it's not really spinning towards the outside corner, he's going to put a pretty good hurt on it. There's no question about that. But uh, the guys, I, I, I thought Kansas City tried to exploit that some, throw the fastball, but the guy yesterday, he didn't throw it hard enough. Yeah, uh, yeah you bet. you got to get it 95 or 6, yeah, that's no, for sure. He, he, don't, he can't get it there, so... Uh, and Miguel just deposited that one so, uh, again. But the the good good hard fastball seems to get by him, and and of course that breaking ball that's uh, that's uh, somewhat tantalizing towards the outside yes. part. He, he does chase some, but uh, he's better, and he's contributing, and and uh, you got to be happy for the guy. He's he's made it through the season now pretty much without any real trouble, and and uh, he's been solid at third he's i don't think he's gold glove material but he's he's certainly solid and and can certainly make the plays you remember the first time you saw him that terry came over and said look at this kid or somebody yeah. came over you remember he, he was a shortstop and yeah. he was skinny 
<laughs> you know, if you had the before and after picture, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't. You said you never guessed that was him. But uh, he was. Uh, he could run. He could throw. He could. He did fine at short. Uh, uh, but uh, and he could hit the ball a long way. He had one of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit down there in in, uh, in uh, Fort Myers in the minor league complex. It hit those on field three. He hit it through over the into that parking lot where those buildings are back there. <laughs> one bounce and hit the building. Oh, really? I said, my, it missed the cars. <laughs> but it hit the, the, the parking, uh, the concrete or whatever it was, uh, macadam or whatever, the blacktop. And yep, right. Bounced up and hit the building. I, I, I said, my God. I, I, that was just unbelievable. And there wasn't what, any wind helping it. Was that when he was still he skinny just, or a little later? I'm sorry. Is that when he was still skinny or a little later? No, that was, uh, well, he was, he didn't get real big till, uh, what? It, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. I know time flies, but <laughs> he, he was, um, uh, I, he was put together, but he wasn't as big as he is now. No, no. question about that. But he, he oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> this makes you wonder how's that possible. And, uh, so he's a gifted young man, and, and let's hope he takes care of himself and, and plays a long time. Tom, thanks for your time, sir. We will talk to you again. Okay, thank you. All right, the great Tom Kelly. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, I once saw when I was down there about four years ago, and Miguel was, I think, coming off his rookie season, and Vargas was doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were hitting on that one of those side fields and got themselves in a little home run contest. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, when you're just lobbing it in there to those two fellas, they can hit them a long way. And Vargas was hitting them further than Miguel. It was unbelievable. Wow. All right, uh, we'll be back. Tim Kirkjian. Tim Kirkjian is with us. I mentioned this to everybody this week, Tim. So in 1987, the Twins were playing at home the last Sunday of the regular season. There was a week to go. They were trying to win the West. Uh, they they get out of a big jam in the top of the inning, and then they go out and hit three home runs in the bottom of the inning and get ahead five to nothing. And the crowd, 53,000 in the Metrodome, goes nuts. And you know they're going to go win the division, you know, after that, after that. Cause they, and Burt Blyleman pitched a complete game two hours and 12 minutes when he had his five when he was given his five run lead yesterday last game of the regular of the home schedule kansas city they get out of a jam on the top of the first they get six in the bottom of the first i go down to lavelle and said hey this is your lead it could be a comparison martin perez is leaving the game in the third inning at six to five and i said forget it lavelle it ain't gonna work four hours and four minutes pat 112 nine minutes teams. difference. <laughs> Pat, nine teams do not have a complete game this season. <laughs> nine? That the record for most teams without a complete game in a season. Nine. <laughs> went from the 1870s until 2005, and every team had at least one a complete game every season. There was no season where no one had no complete games, and now we have nine. <laughs> the game we play, and the home runs are so far out of control. The way we handle our pitching is so different than I remember. The game has changed more in the last five years <laughs> than it did in the first 35 years that I covered, and it's, it's just hard to keep up with all of these changes. I'll tell you what, though. Of all the things we discuss and the reasons for it, time of game is their biggest problem. Baseball's biggest problem is time of game. It's, uh, I mean, yesterday there's uh, rain in the late afternoon forecast, but they said that's okay. It's going to be late. It's going to be like after 4, right, you know, 4.30. Well, they're playing in the rain for hour, you know, they're still playing in the rain because it takes so long and you get 31,000 when it starts and there's 10,000 there when it ends. It's, uh, it's, yeah, we had a, we had a raise Red Sox game the other day, 19 pitchers, yeah. 11 by the Red Sox, eight by the Rays. This is no one even 
flinches anymore. This is what happens all the time now. We've been over this. We wonder why our bullpens are exhausted when October rolls around. It's because of the way we use them during the regular season, and we use them that way because we don't want to use our starting players for whatever reason, maybe to keep them healthier, and yet they all get hurt seemingly. So it's it's really an interesting thing that we have going on in baseball right now, but these games are not going to get under three hours average, Pat, anytime soon no. oh, God. until that enormous adjustment is made, pitchers pitching to contact, and hitters not trying to hit a home run on every pitch. So uh, Houston Yankees are both going to they're going to go down to the wire here, uh, deciding who wins the most games in the American League. The way it looks, uh, if 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 I'm the Twins, I think I'd rather play the Yankees than Houston. Would you agree? I would agree. I don't see a weakness in the Astros right now. Pat, their top starters are the best starter, top three in baseball. Their lineup is ridiculous for all the homers that the Astros, I mean, that the Twins and Yankees hit. The Astros are right behind and have more tough outs in their lineup even than those two teams, which is really saying something. Their bullpen is loaded, and they're angry that they didn't win the World Series last year <laughs> so or get to the World Series last year. So I really like where the Yankees are right now. I really like where the Dodgers are right now. But the Astros, I believe, are the best team, will be the best team going into October. You know, the Dodgers get a whole lot of credit for their infallibility, but if they had it to do over again, they might not trade uh, that Alvarez kid for Josh Fields, huh? <laughs> You're Don Alvarez, Pat. We've been over this. <laughs> he drove in 70 runs in 70 games, which is pretty darn impressive, but they were the first. Seven games of his major league career. Who does that? Nobody does that. This guy has added another dimension to a lineup that was already stacked in every way. Now you put a quick bat like that with that kind of power in the middle of the order, and suddenly there's nowhere to go with this lineup when everyone's healthy. And don't forget, Altuve was hurt yep. in the postseason last year. He tried to play, and it didn't work. And with him healthy and now Correa back and that kid in the middle, I just don't know how you pitch to those guys because it's so, so good. Did they know Did they know that uh, this kid was a phenom or did he – Did I mean, he's a Cuban. He defected. Somehow he ended up in Haiti. I've never heard of – I've never heard of any of these defectors ended up in Haiti. He ended up on the wrong side of the line, I guess. I don't know. Right. But – Nobody uh, knew this, Pat. Yeah. The Dodgers did not know what they had. They're <laughs> way too smart to trade that kind of talent. And the Astros are – they're not that smart to go <laughs> – this kid's going to hit this many homers and drive in this many runs and win the rookie of the year almost certainly now in the American League. He's been astounding. All right. So uh, the uh, poor Cubbies are going home to play four in Wrigley against the Cardinals where they've been terrific. And everybody in Minnesota basically starting on uh, last November 13th after uh, uh, Kimbrell officially uh did not uh, take the qualifying offer, which everybody knew he wasn't going to, was saying, you got to sign Kimbrell, you got to sign Kimbrell. Now he gives up the home run on Thursday that basically puts the Cubs up against it and then gives up two and two pitches on Saturday, and they still owe him $16 million a year for the next two years. So sometimes you're lucky you don't get what you want. Yeah, and it's just another reminder, Pat, as corny as it sounds, but maybe spring training actually matters for yes. pitchers. Maybe you actually have to go through those six weeks, as torturous as they might be, to get yourself ready for a baseball season, because we've seen a lot of pitchers who aren't ready when they come in, and he's one of them. Pat, he's given up nine home runs. Yeah. And, and you know, as you know with the Cubs, that's the first time in a 100 years and only the second time in the history of baseball that any team has lost four games in a row at home all by one run. Oh, really? Case, yes. In this case, it's your arch rival 
They're the last four home games of the season. They're by far the four most important games of the season, and they lost all four of them by one run, and the closer had a lot to do with it, and that's why you got to be careful what you wish for because, remember, that guy wanted over $100 million to start with, and it took long enough to get him down to where he was, and maybe, maybe he should have signed earlier for less money. Did I read that they hadn't swept the Cubs in four games in Wrigley since 1915 or something? Did I read that? 1921. 1920 was the manager <laughs> of the Cardinals <laughs> when they last swept four in a row at Wrigley. It's just incredible. So that's the end of the Cubs. And, of course, Pat, now it just opens the bigger question is what happens to Joe Madden now? I think we all have a pretty good guess on that now. Yeah. But maybe more important, what do they do with Chris Bryant? What do they do with this core that just hasn't gotten it done now three years in a row? They won a bunch of games and all that, but it's not good enough when you've won the World Series and you're supposed to have a team that can win for several years to come. What do they do with the rest of that club moving forward? I think a lot of changes might be ahead at Wrigley. Uh, is Joe going to uh, go home and relax, or is uh, assuming he gets fired, or will uh, somebody hire him? I think someone's going to hire him, and I—it sounds ridiculous, but I think there are four teams that fit with him because I still think he's really good at this. I think he might enjoy San Francisco being the artsy kind of guy. Sure, he is, is. Yeah, I think he would enjoy Philadelphia since you know Pitt. Uh, Pennsylvania is his home state. I think he's always wanted a shot to manage in New York, so maybe the Mets job opens, and I repeat, maybe the Phillies job opens, and maybe the Padres job is appealing to him because for all of his uh, you know, old-school nature and his age and everything, he's, he loves to teach, and that's a young team with a lot of young kids who need to be taught, so maybe San Diego's the spot for him. I I just refuse to believe he's done as a manager if the Cubs let him go. Manny's uh, Manny Machado's average is not good. His power numbers are okay like everybody else's, but uh, that has not been a superstar this year. No, that's not been a, a $300 million player. Now I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a new league. A lot of things have changed. He's playing third base instead of shortstop. He loved shortstop the most. Did a nice job tutoring Tatis Jr. And I'm going to give him another year to say, all right, well, my job, my real job is to make sure I'm at my best when this team is really good, when these young guys are ready to go. And I'm not even sure that's going to be next year. But if this is the production they're going to get from him for each of the 10 years, sorry, that's just not going to be enough. So the uh, Twins are uh, uh, headed for the playoffs in all likelihood. Magic numbers three. They go to Detroit and then Kansas City. And even though Cleveland keeps chasing, it's looking good. But I don't know about going into the playoffs against either Houston or the Yankees with two starters, Barrios and Odorizzi. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but it, it, the, it, it'd be hard to make them favorites, that's for sure. Yeah, and we've talked about the Astros. Now the Yankees, Pat. I mean, yeah. what if Luis Severino is as good as he was yesterday? Mm-hmm. 80 pitches, 56 strikes, 96.5 fastball velocity, five scoreless, no walks, nine strikeouts. That was dominant stuff. And in today's day and age, especially with that Yankee bullpen, what if he can give you five of those innings yeah, right. a bunch of times in the postseason? How do you? Now the Yankees, James Paxton's won 10 consecutive starts. Wow. And now you follow him with Severino, and then you have Tanaka, in theory, to pitch game three on the road, a uh, seasoned guy who doesn't get flustered. Suddenly that Yankee big problem with the rotation might not be so big. Yep. Uh, can anybody uh, – you know what's an amazing story? I was going to say the guy in St. Louis – could have been the manager of the year there until all of a sudden the Brewers decided to be lose their best the best player in the league and get hot as hell. It's unbelievable. It is, and this is where I hope, Pat, that you know we make this mistake all the time that we just 
make our preseason predictions, and whoever exceeds those predictions, yes, right. like we actually knew what we were doing, has <laughs> to be the manager of the year. So Rocco Baldelli has to be the manager yes. of the year in the American League. And yet, if you look at the way Aaron Boone handled that team, yes. that's pretty amazing. The Cardinals did not make the playoffs last year, so Mike Schilt now has to be the manager of the year in the National League. And yet, when they really needed a manager to manage, Craig Council won 17 out of 21 games. <laughs> it went 10-2 and two without his best player, who might be the best player of the whole league, that's what managing is all about. We need to see, forget the expectations. What did the guy do during the season? And Craig Council makes a really good case, I believe, to be the manager of the year in the National League. Milwaukee has turned into a heck of a baseball town, man. Ever since they signed CC, I mean, even their bad years, they've been well over two. 2.93 this year in that little, in what's basically a smaller town that's got Chicago on one side, the lake on the other side, the Packers on the other side, and the woods on the, on the other side. It's uh, It's been a, it's really been a good baseball town for about a decade now. And this is why, Pat, the Nationals can't just make the playoffs. They have to win the first wild card. Yes. Because they don't want to go into that place and face that team in that environment, uh, that's why they have to finish with a better record and hope to beat them at Nationals Park. That's where I think we are right now, is that's a very critical who wins the first wild card between those two teams. Yep, that's uh, true. By the way, the Twins are uh, ended up fifth in uh, American League attendance. They're going to end up fifth, but they're only 15th in the league. That tells you the... Uh, the difference between the two leagues with the imbalance in the American League, and there's a lot of uh, struggling teams at the gate. The National League attendance is pretty good. Right. Four teams with 100 losses this year, Pat. Yep. You know, three of them in the uh, in the American League. That is not healthy that Kansas City is this bad. Yep. The Orioles are worse than Kansas City, and Detroit's worse than both of them. <laughs> for most 100 losses teams in a season in baseball history and it worries me when these teams are this bad and we have an upset in baseball these days which just is defeats the whole purpose of the game i'll tell you something though uh timmy the uh kansas city might have lost 100 but they're in nowhere remotely in the same class for lousy as the Tigers. It's not even close. They actually have some guys in the lineup who you think might get a hit. You know, their pitching's terrible, but they 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 aren't nearly as bad as Detroit. I had the one of my worst experiences as a professional the other day. A radio show guy calls in out of the blue and says, "Could you name fifteen guys on the Tigers?" <laughs> I cover the game for a living. This is my job. And I got 15 as fast as I could. It was, But that's as nervous as I've been in a long time because not only are they a really bad team, they're the most anonymous team I think I've ever seen. And I had to fight. I only had a short amount of time to do it. I had to fight to get 15. Uh, that's not a healthy thing when someone who covers the game for a living and has no other interest in life has trouble naming well, yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, my uh, co-host on the radio show, when the Ottawa Senators were in the uh, conference final, and I, I named name that Senator game, and the the only one they could come up with quit ten years earlier. So that we know how you, we know how you feel, sir. All right, well, Jimmy. Thanks. I'll, I'll see you soon, Pat. All right, Thank thanks. You. All right, the TK doubleheader. It was fantastic. We'll be back next week with Buster and who knows who.